Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. What's going on with my face on TikTok? Go to at speedjampar, S-P-E-J-A-M-P-A-R to see whatever this is. It's fun. All right, let's talk about the first word in this episode, which is domestic science. Noun from 1869. Um, the, the synonym is just home economics. So when you're learning the home economics in school, um, man, I, sewing, cooking, things that, uh, around the home, I don't even remember what all they teach in home economics, but um, uh, they used to call it domestic science because it's a science in the home, which is domestic. All right, let's end this TikTok video. And it is posted. You can go see it. You you could actually see it now before you even hear this episode. That's what's shocking about this. All right. Uh, ooh, we got to come up with a sound effect. We're going to go, her. No, I don't like that one. We're going to go, hello. The next word is domestic short hair. Two words, noun from 1935. The synonym is American short hair. So uh, I don't know which came first, but, uh, you know, domestic here in America is American. But if you're somewhere else, domestic does not mean American. So I guess this short hair was uh, invented in America. And what is it? Broadly, it is a short-haired domestic cat, especially of unknown pedigree. Nobody knows where it came from. Hello. Well, we are taking a turn because the next word is domestic violence. Two words, noun from 1891. (sighs) The inflicting of physical injury by one family or household member uh, on another. From one family or household member onto another family or household member. Also, a repeated or habitual pattern of such behavior. Uh, And it's domestic, of course, because, you know, if we look at the definitions from the previous episode, it's uh, it's in the home, the the, the domicile, it's all all domestic. Um, This is a very big topic. Um, You know, there are places where people can go to get uh, support, to get away from the person who is doing the domestic violence. Very stereotypically, it is a man who is being violent against uh, a woman or maybe children. Um, and so, you know, there's homes for, I mean, I don't, I don't know what the proper terms are these days, but homes for battered women or something like that. I think domestic violence is uh, a term that's used often. Uh, I will definitely put a link in the show notes or whatever information I can find so you can... If you're in this situation, maybe you can find some help in your local area uh, because this this just shouldn't be happening. I will never understand fully the thought process of why somebody would feel the need to do this. Uh, I believe mental health is a factor. I believe alcohol is a factor. I think those are two really, really big ones. Um and, and, you know, subtleties with all of that, and I'm sure there's a lot more. Um, you know, what? what it, I, I'm not going to go into why somebody does this, uh, but I think it's pretty safe to say that uh, if they got therapy, 
that might help. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 kind of at a loss for for more words. It this is just something that shouldn't be happening, and um, yeah, you know that's a very very short discussion on a very very big sad depressing topic. Uh, yeah, feel free to check the notes if you want to, I guess, uh, learn some more and, and see some contact information or something like that. If you happen to be going through this. Uh, if I think of anything else to say, I will. But in the meantime, let's move on to... Hello. Domical or domical. I hear some sounds, and I don't know if it's my cat underneath the bed or if somebody's making sounds next door. But either way, we're just going to let it go. So this word is domical, adjective from 1846, relating to shaped like or having a dome. That is why it is domical. Now, it's kind of a weird word. Uh, Let's see, if we look back to the word dome... There also was domal, D-O-M-A-L. That is another adjective. So that's probably pretty similar to this. Domical. Yeah, I've never heard anybody use this. Hello. Next is domicile or domicile or just domicile. Just domicile is fine too. Uh, that's one less syllable. This is the first form Um, Oh, you can spell it with an E at the end or without. Okay, it is a noun from the 15th century. One, a dwelling place or a place of residence. And the synonym is home. Oh, let's go home to our domicile. It's where you live. It is where you dwell. That is where your heart is, your domicile. 2A, a person's fixed, permanent, and principal home for legal purposes. Where do you go? Is it fixed in one place? You gotta put it on your bills. That's your domicile. 2B is the 2B definition for the word residence. Again, where where do you live? Where is it that you live? There are residents who live in the residence. Uh, Okay, I think that's it for that one because there's not much etymology, but it's pretty similar to all these other ones. So, hello. The second form of domicile is a transitive verb from 1809 to establish in or provide with a domicile. So if you are, if you're giving somebody a home, I guess you are domiciling them. If you are establishing in, or maybe if you are establishing yourself in a domicile, you are domiciling yourself. How often does domicile get used as a verb? Hello. Next is domiciliary. No, domicil... Is that right? Domicili... Silly. Domiciliary. Oh, I think that's how you say it. Domiciliary domiciliary or domiciliary adjective from 1790 of relating to or constituting a domicile as a 
provided or taking place in the home. Anything that's just related to the home, to where you live, it's domiciliary. It sounds like that guy Salieri from that movie Amadeus. Domiciliary wrote lots of classical music and hated Mozart. B. Nah, he, he liked him, but he hated him. Yeah, a love-hate relationship. B. Providing care and living space. And this would be for disabled veterans. Providing care and living space. Domiciliary. Do, no, it's domiciliary. Domiciliary. That's how you say it. Hello. Next is domiciliate or domiciliate. Verb from 1778, starting with transitive, which is just the synonym domicile. So uh, this is the verb form. So it would be giving somebody a domicile is also to domiciliate. And intransitive, the synonym is reside. So if you are, this is for yourself, you are, if you're residing in a home, you are domiciliating. Domiciliation is a noun. Hello? Next is dominance. Dominance or just dominance. Two syllables or three syllables. Noun from 1819. Well, there is a lot of uh, feelings of dominance in domestic violence because the the one who has the dominance, maybe emotionally or physically or both, uh, feels that they need the dominance, they need to exert the dominance, uh, then they might do some domestic violence. You know, there's lots and lots of subtleties with all of this, but, you know, in general... If somebody's beating another person, they probably at least have some physical dominance, at the very least. Okay, one for dominance. The fact or state of being dominant, as 1A, dominant position, especially in a social hierarchy. Who, what, where, how... What, uh, what sort of position would this be? A social hierarchy? I mean, I guess if there's like a group of friends and there's one who's like always making the decisions or has more money or is more opinionated, opinionated about what they do, then maybe they would be in a dominant position, I guess. 1B, the property of one, uh, of, one of a pair of LLs or alleles or traits that suppresses expression of the other in the heterozygous condition. Well, that's a uh, an accurate but complicated way to talk about uh, the genes. You know, there's dominant and recessive genes, and you know, you're, it, it, they determine your your height and your hair color and your eye color and your skin color and you know every little aspect of your of your body is determined by these dominant and recessive genes. So let's read it again. It is the property of one of a pair of alleles or traits that suppresses expression of the other. So it's it's it, the dominant gene, the dominant trait is the one that uh, says, you know, you you your other gene that sort of came with me from the other parent, uh, you know, you're you're more recessive than me, so I'm going to just take over here. 
Uh, and uh, yeah, and that's how this is going to go. Uh, so yeah, they, they suppress expression of the other one in the heterozygous condition. And the heterozygous condition, I think, would be where um, the, the, the baby, the new thing that's being created, was made up of two different parents, like a, like a male and a female. Um, there's all these rules like too, too recessive might overtake. Well, no, I guess. Yeah. Genes are fascinating. Uh, I'm going to put a link in the show notes where you can learn more about these dominant genes and recessive genes and all this crazy stuff. But yeah, it's, they, they studied the peas and you figure out the, all these things. Oh, it's so fascinating. It's so fascinating. One C for dominance the influence or control over ecological communities exerted by a dominant. We're going to learn more about dominant in the next word. But first, we have a number two, functional asymmetry between a pair of bodily structures as the right and left hands. Oh, yeah, everybody's, but pretty much everybody is either right-handed or left-handed uh, there's other things you can be dominant with, like your eyeballs, your your feet, your you know feet and legs, uh, maybe even your ears. I think you could potentially have a dominant ear. Uh, I'm left-handed. I'm right-footed. Uh, I believe I am right-eyed. There's a test that you can do where if you hold your finger up in front of you and then you close one eye and then close the other eye, the eye... I'm trying to do it at the same time. I think it's the the eye that's open. Uh, when the finger doesn't move as much, whichever eye is open, that's the dominant eye. I think that's what I've heard. So if you look at your finger with both eyes open and then you close your left eye and it's in one position with your right eye and then you go back to both eyes open and then you close your right eye, you know, if it's not moving very much, with one of those, wow, this is this the, the worst possible description. Whichever eyeball is open when your finger doesn't move very much, that's your dominant eye. And uh, yeah, I'm a lefty, so I'm um, I'm in I'm in the minority of the 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 world population for dominant hands. Hello. The next word is the first form of dominant. Oh, and this is the last word, dominant. Adjective from circa 1532. 1A, commanding, controlling, or prevailing over all others, as in the dominant culture. Uh, There's so many subcultures in the world, especially in America, that is there one, one culture that is dominant, that commands and controls everything? I think in uh, certain certain countries, that kind of is the case because they just have a different way of, of doing things politically and, and culturally. Uh, America is just kind of all over the place. We just have so many different cultures, which is part of the problem, but also part of what makes it great, I guess. Uh, but yes, it's the thing that controls over all the others. It is dominant. 1B. Very important powerful or successful, as in a dominant theme, also as in a dominant industry. Two, overlooking and commanding from a superior position, 
as in a dominant hill. I would think uh, maybe in the military, if you're up on the hill and you got a good position to uh, to see what's going on and maybe shoot at people, uh, then uh, yeah, that's that's the dominant hill. Three, of relating to or exerting ecological or genetic dominance. So yeah, I think this would be the gene situation. Yeah, genetic dominance. It literally says it right there. Four, being the one of a pair of bodily structures that is the more effective or predominant in action, as in dominant eye. My left hand is the dominant hand, and I, when I see people doing things with their, with their right hand, I just think, how is that physically possible? That doesn't look like it should be able to be done. But they somehow do it. I'm so impressed with them. Dominantly is an adverb. We have synonym information. Dominant, predominant, which you, would, you could just say predominant, paramount, and preponderant mean superior to all others in influence or importance. Dominant applies to something that is uppermost because ruling or controlling, as in a dominant social class. Predominant, predominant, applies to something that exerts, often temporarily, the most marked influence or marked influence, as in a predominant emotion. So how is this different? It applies to something that exerts often temporarily the most market influence. So I, I guess temporarily is the key thing here. Um, hmm. Pre- the, the predominant emotion, it's the main one, the first one, because then maybe it's temporary and then you move into another emotion. Paramount implies supremacy in importance, rank, or jurisdiction, as in unemployment was the paramount issue in the campaign, the biggest one, the most important thing that they were talking about. And of course, there's the movie company Paramount, and so they just felt that they were, uh, they were supreme and more important than all of the other ones. And preponderant applies to an element or factor that outweighs all others in influence or effect, as in preponderant evidence in her favor. Hello! The last word is the second form of dominant noun from 1819. One, the fifth tone of a major or minor scale. That is the dominant. Bum, 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 bum. No, that's an octave. Bum, bum. Nope, that's an octave again. Bum, bum. I think that's the fifth. It's the dominant. Uh, I don't remember the names of the other ones. I guess I would have thought that the dominant was the main note, the first note of the scale. But no, nope, it's the fifth. 2A, a dominant genetic character or factor. 2B, any of one or more kinds of organisms as species. 
in an ecological community that exerts a controlling influence on the environment and thereby largely determines what other kinds of organisms are present. Okay. Well, yeah, this could be uh, could be plants or animals, either one. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, if there's one that sort of takes over everything, then uh, it can kind of controls what that environment is going to be like. I guess, you know, if you think about the water and the ocean and sharks, would sharks be dominant? I mean, there's really not much else that can attack and kill and eat them. And so they sort of determine, like, what's what they're going to eat and what, you know, it kind of goes down from them. I guess the apex predator in an environment would probably be considered the dominant one, I would think. I mean, that just makes sense, unless there's something I'm not thinking of. Uh, 2C for dominant, a dominant individual in a social hierarchy. I'm definitely not that. If you couldn't tell from just the way I talk and what I say, uh, I've never really been a dominant individual. Okay, so the words were domestic science, domestic short hair, domestic violence, domical, mm-hmm, domical, domicile, domicile, domiciliary, yeah, domiciliate, dominance, dominant, and dominant. I'm just going to have to pick domestic violence as the word of the episode because, uh, you know, we just need to talk about it more. Um, we need to normalize as many things as possible so people aren't embarrassed or nervous to to talk about it, to deal with it in some way. Uh, you know, just like mental health and gender issues and whatever else it is. Uh, yeah, just, um, just, just, yeah, normalize these things. Uh, not to normalize domestic violence. We want to do the opposite of that. We want to normalize saying, yes, I am a victim of this thing. If that, if you are, um, don't be afraid to speak up. Uh, in the long run, it will be better. It will hopefully be better for you and hopefully also be better for the, the culture in general to, to gradually evolve to a place where more people can talk about it and it happens less and less. That is the ultimate goal. So domestic violence... I'm not a fan of domestic violence. I want to get rid of it altogether. Domestic violence can go suck an egg. That is the end of the episode. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, movie time real quick. We watched, uh, we finally finished part three of the documentary called In Search of Darkness. It is on Shudder. It is all about 80s horror movies and the insanity that goes along with that. Uh, and yes, this is part three. So the first two parts were over four hours long, around four and a half hours each. And this one is almost six hours long. And it took us four four sittings, I think, to get through the whole thing. And boy, they talk about a lot of movies. And I want to see all of them because I haven't seen most of them. Uh, and the people who made this also made um, a sci-fi version about 80 sci-fi movies uh, that is rentable on uh, Vimeo for $20. You get a week to watch it, which you will probably need. 
Um, and then they're also making a fantasy version, 80s fantasy movies. And they're also making a, n- another horror one that's about uh, movies from 1990 to 1994. So a five-year period. And I'm sure, I'm sure that they're going to make multiple parts to that or eventually they'll do a 95 to 99 or something like that but yeah oh i just i can't wait to watch all the rest of these they're really fun that is going to be the end of this episode yes it is you can't get any more out of me this has been spencer dispensing information goodbye